would you rather miss out on plan A, go get and, plan yeah. get your plan B instead exactly. of missing out on both because you were sitting on your hands and then 100%. you get stuck with you get stuck with your number 10 choice like 100%. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 30 Take where we talk all things Major League Baseball. Here's Kyle Corwin and Nate Reyes. It all starts right now. Welcome back to the Thrill Tech presented by Big League Chew. This is episode 265. I'll be your host, Kyle Corwin, and I'm here with my co-host, Nate Reyes. Nate. Hey. Wow. I'm catching my breath. I remember when I texted you like three days ago and I was like, so much for exciting stuff going down as soon as this lockout ended. If I had a dollar for, yeah, just nothing. If I had a dollar yeah. for every every time I saw the phrase free agent frenzy like we've never seen yeah. before. And then sure enough, Monday starts and then whoa. Well, I mean it's not even that big of like free agency wise. Like there's just a lot going on, a lot of restructuring that I'm excited about. There's still big names out there. And I mean, you could argue that free agency has kind of been eh. It really has. But That's what I'm trades, saying. <laughs> these trades and what it does to free agency is insane. Yeah, like I'm not I'm not giving any credit to these reporters saying the the floodgates to hell are going to open up the second Yeah, no. This CBA is ratified. Like no, we yeah. we didn't get that. We didn't get yeah. that for what a couple days. Yeah. Right? And then well, here's, it started trickling in. Here's the way I see it is that in they kind of talked about it on MLB Network like as while the lockout was ending, like we were waiting for ratification, like they knew stuff was going to happen. Everyone talked about free agency probably taking off, you know, kind of like a rocket. And then, uh, believe it or not, I'm not a huge fan because of what he did in Colorado, but like Dan O'Dowd was talking about how expect these teams to make their offers and then move on. If the guy doesn't say yes right away, they needed to move on. So I think what these last two days have really told us is that these a lot of these teams have moved on in many ways from these big free agent names and they're just they need to get stuff set up so that's what these trades have been in my mind is that all right you're not getting a quick enough answer from the free agent you're desiring time to make other moves right and i mean we'll definitely get into it for sure right off the top but like with the Braves for example and again we'll get into depth but you look at that and you're thinking well they have their plan a they you know what they want right but would you rather miss out on plan A, go get and, plan, yeah. get your plan B instead exactly. of missing out on both because you were sitting on your hands and then 100%. you get stuck with you get stuck with your your number 10 choice like 100%, 100% because the way I see it is that some of these teams that have sold, they're only going to do it up until a certain point. If you're if you're getting closer and closer to opening day, that's what they're going to commit to until the deadline, right? Might as well wait until they they get the most out of it. So it's either now or deadline for a lot of these buyers. And a lot of these buyers are going now. Before we get into what's been going on in free agency with trades and signings and acquisitions and this and that, Nate, let's uh, let's tell the people, let's, let's break the news, shall we? Yeah. Uh, we officially have come to, we've come to terms. We've reached our own agreement. We've, <laughs> we've reached our own agreement. Uh, to run it back uh, for fantasy baseball. And so this year we decided uh, that we are going to open it up uh, once again to a new batch of faces, a new batch of teams. Yeah. Um, and I think I think the plan this year and moving forward is going to be that, I mean, obviously us two will, will, will be part <laughs> of the league. That, that's yeah. kind of assumed. But uh, whoever wins the league I think is going to be the one that earns – passage into the right uh the new the league for the new season so with that said i think uh you may have to remind me refresh me on some details here but i think we're gonna open it up to a league of 14 we're going deep we're going big we want you guys to be look the truth is we're, we're doing our best to get into the community a little bit talk to you guys um and you could do honestly for those who haven't you know experienced this before um, you know, we have a group chat that's still going to this day from last year's fantasy group that we're not going to get rid of. We're just going to continue to chat with you guys and, and you get to hear our opinion on certain things. You get to disagree with us on certain things. And to be honest with you, a lot of your opinions sprinkle in 
to what we talk about on the episodes more often than not. So this is a good opportunity to kind of join the crew a little bit. We're keeping this for true listeners. So you're not going to see a bunch of ads on our posts on social media for it. We're keeping it to you guys that listen. Um, as far as the guys that participated, a great, great, great season. It was a lot of fun. Um, we're just trying to spread the love a little bit. Trying to spread the love a little bit. So it's going to be a new batch. Uh, minus James. James is coming in. The reigning and, champ. Uh, gonna, he's going he's gonna to protect the crown a little bit. I mean, to um, be die fair. Diehard Marlins fan, so he's, it's, it's the only thing he's really working for now is, is fantasy. And to be fair, I mean, the, the playoffs were only one week long. So, I mean, it, it, you know, it's kind of like our argument where it's like the you championship don't play- was only one week long. Playoffs were deep. No, the play. I think I think the whole playoffs were one, weren't they? No, it was a two week matchup, and then that was that was your argument is that we did a two week matchup oh, right. each that's round right. of the playoffs, In order and then to we got accommodate to the championship. 14. Yeah, we got to the championship. We're we're making yeah. that change. You, you don't play yeah. 162 for a one game wild card. No, we're not <laughs> doing that in fantasy. We're you yeah. you play however many matchups throughout the year. We're gonna we're gonna make them earn it. So James, yeah. be prepared to defend the crown. Yeah. Uh, but with that said, like Nate said, we're. Uh, we have no plans to really promote this on social at all. So this is all in house on the pod. Um, yeah, we're going to open it up to 14. So three spots are currently filled yeah. with Nate, me or Nate, myself and, and James um, trying to figure out, we're going to probably be promoting this over the next couple of weeks. And then mm-hmm. probably those last two weeks, we'll have a, a window of time to figure out when we want to do the draft. Yeah. Uh, and we're also, we decided there's going to be an entry fee this year. Yeah. So what's, what's cool about what we do is that uh, it's not just fantasy. Um, as the guys can kind of speak to last year, we we're starting to do a little bit of a raffle. So the reason we're doing um, a, a buy-in is because we're going to have combined with the draft announcement. So you know what order in the draft you are. Um, we're going to do, you know, kind of giveaways and stuff. We're going to do some fun stuff. We did jerseys last year. We did MLB the show giveaway. Did um, some hats. We did some hats. We did, you know, some of our gear. We did some, you know, maybe you want a new hat from a team you pick. There's a lot of stuff we're going to do. So it's better than just, hey, pay us so you can join the league. We're going to do a lot of fun stuff with this with this stuff. And it's um, it gives you a chance to meet some new friends. Um, I, <laughs> I just saw in our last chat that a lot of these guys are – going to start their own league together and continue to you know talk all year and they you know it's a baseball community so that's what we told you from the jump when we started this three years ago that's what we were going to do was be the middleman and and try to grow the the passion and love for this game as that's kind of what our duty is what it feels like anyway it's going on believe it or not i think it's going on four years now since we started this yeah it'll be what this summer will be four years yeah summer be four years um but yeah like nate said i'm i'm pretty sure that that group, the the league that we just finished up with, I'm pretty sure uh, the guys in that group have gotten to the point where if one of them was traveling across the country to see a game, they would house that person literally across the game. They're, they literally. become like legitimate friends, and it's been really yeah. cool to see. Uh, so if you want to be a part of that, I, I will warn you, it's going to require commitment. It is. We're going to try to. Yeah, we're not here to just join in. Like you, you got to be into fantasy baseball. It's a daily grind. It's a daily grind. And you don't necessarily have to have a, a history with fantasy baseball. Like we just need you, even if this will be your first year, we need you to mm-hmm. be able to commit to it. And it is a grind. I'm telling you, it may not sound like it. I mean, it, yeah, it's a commitment, it's but it's fun. Six months of six months of literally checking every day, sometimes multiple times a day. Yeah, when um, you're on the toilet, like Nate. Yeah, that's the move. That's when you're. The, it's called the 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 tinker stinker. Is when you're when you're stinking it up. You got to be tinkering around with that lineup a little bit. So. That's the move for so anybody we got, that's seen the league. So it's we got to we got to figure out um, the selection process. But yeah. if you are if you are interested, message me on any any of the platforms. Preferably yeah. not Facebook because I don't really see those. But I mean, worst case, go ahead and yeah. message me on that. But hit me up on Twitter, Instagram. You know the accounts. Just find us and uh, let us know you're interested. And and expect will, a little bit of a buy-in, but expect you know some prizes to be given away as well as. Um, yeah, some stuff for, I mean, James will tell you, he just got the Jersey of his choosing when he won the league. So we do fun stuff. And it was a sweet Jersey. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll say that much. Yeah. 11 uh, spots. That's what we got. 11 spots. So get on as quick. 
Yeah, and they they will fill up. So if you yeah. if you are interested and want to make that commitment, message me and I will make note. Uh, with that said, let's transition into what is our primary topic for today is free agency. Uh, Nate, let me ask you this: Did you see Matt Olson becoming a Brave and just announced becoming a Brave for the next eight years for 168 yeah. million dollars? Yeah. So as far as the move initially. I had a feeling the longer Freeman waited to decide, the more I think he was starting to realize that him leaving was a possibility. And I do think his, his, his ask just got to be too much for the Braves. As much as he deserved it, he would deserve every penny that he would have gotten from the Atlanta Braves. But I think him and his camp were probably just getting a little too high for what the Braves were comfortable with. And uh, once that narrative started to happen the fact that Olsen is from Georgia hometown kid you know it just it kind of made sense he fits right back into the role he's younger it it made me a little upset and nervous just because I was hoping the Yankees would pull the trigger for Matt Olsen but the A's were asking for a lot and they got a lot I mean they got they got quite the haul they got let me see here. They got Shea Langoliers, who's the Braves. He's a catcher, Braves number two prospect. Christian Pache, as as many know and love, Braves number number three prospect. They got a right-handed pitcher, Ryan Cusick, their nine, number nine prospect, and Joey Estes, another right-handed pitcher, who's their fourteenth ranked prospect. So yeah, so four guys in their top fifteen of the system. Pasha and Langliers were were both top 100 prospects in baseball. So, yeah, it was a good return. Yeah, we we got to stop it. And I, I've seen a lot of this, but to be to be fair for some Braves fans, there being there's a lot of people saying, "Well, we lost out on Freeman." You're not exactly getting a schmuck in return. Like they're they're, no. they're like I was saying to give credit to Braves fans, they're defending this, being like, "Yeah, I mean, we lost out on our guy, obviously, but." Matt Olson, if you look yeah. at the numbers, right, there is zero reason to be disappointed with what you got in return. I agree. So, I mean, the the truth is, is that <laughs> it's it's two more years of control plus an eight year extension with 168 million. So that alone is a bargain. But you're talking about a guy. I mean, he has two gold gloves already. One of them, uh, I think he had one of those years was a platinum glove because I think him and Chapman both won platinum gloves that year for that. That uh, like back to back years, right? That stretch. Yeah. Chapman won a platinum, and then I know Chapman did. Let me let me see. And then Olson won a platinum. Um, but a couple things that I pulled. I mean, he's uh, he ranks fourth in WAR for first baseman since 2018, and two of the last three years he has a better OPS plus than Freddie Freeman. So younger, in some ways, production wise, maybe a little better. I get the the that. Braves fans are attached. I get that. I get that. That's what that organization is used to. You, I, I truthfully would have seen that torch being passed down. Those, those Mount Rushmore guys, those lifelong guys, you know, Chipper saying, Hey, like, you know, I was here my whole career. I want Freddie to be that guy too. Um, and I think Freddie wanted to be that guy, but this ain't a bad consolation prize. Nate, I saw, I saw a tweet and I almost threw my phone across the room. It said, Freddie Freeman, War number five because he's half the man that Chipper Jones is. Yeah, like we can't we, gotta, we, we can't be slinging the yeah. the hate towards Freddie like this. No, I mean, no. there should be no hate. There should be no hate for Freddie towards anything. Um, who would you who would you place the because in a situation like this, I mean, the the fault has to fall by by default. The the blame and the fault has to be placed on somebody. It has to land somewhere, even if it's an amicable situation. By default, that you got to place blame somewhere. Would you put this more on Freddie for maybe waiting it out a little too long, maybe raising the ask a little too high, or would you put this on the side of the ownership and the team being like, why didn't you lock this guy up when you had the chance, a.k.a. prior to the lockout? I, do we know who Freddie Freeman's agent is? Can I blame him? That's a great question. Um, can I blame the, that their their camp in general? Um, look, the truth is, is that, Yes, like I said, Freddie Freddie deserves every cent that he is going to get from from someone. He deserves every penny. But at a certain point, you know, you have to imagine that the Braves probably went up to that 200 million range, right? You know, maybe maybe 
six years, 180, something like that, somewhere in that range. Um, what do you consider a hometown discount? You know what I mean? Like, what is what is Freddie's ultimate goal here? Is it's it to, a, is it to completely get the biggest bag you've ever wanted or ever needed or ever expected, or do you get two thirds of that bag? Stay with the team, stay with the fan base, stay where you belong. I don't know. I don't. I don't think there's a wrong decision either way. I don't blame Freddie for trying to get all the money he's looking to get, but at the same time, you look at like what what the Braves have built. You know, you have these prospects. They have a great farm. They had a great farm, right? You have Acuna and Albies locked up long-term. You have Austin Riley, who's just broke onto the scene and is about to establish himself long-term. You know, Freddie can age gracefully in that lineup. But if you say he's going to go get a bag somewhere else, maybe the Dodgers, Red Sox, Yankees, whatever it may be, that's what I think. If I'm Freddie, that's what I want to think about. How how gracefully can I... Can I age into this? Because, yeah, I got probably a good three years left where I'm able to perform at this level, and then it's going to fizzle. So do I want to be on a team where I have a chance to still get dubs? I'm still heavily loved by the fan base, no matter the struggles that I will reach in my late 30s? Or would you rather go get a bag for a team that, you know, if, if it's the Dodgers, that'll sign anyone and everyone and move whoever and let whoever go at any time? I don't know. I don't, it's, uh, it's basically just, what do you put the price of loyalty at? And that was actually a question that I was going to ask you about, because through this whole process, even throughout the lockout, because as, as we very well know, the Braves missed out on their opportunity to snag this guy while they had the chance before the lockout hit. And then every, everything just came to a screeching halt for Freddie Freeman. I'm sure it's far more complex than this, but I'm looking at it from a perspective of what is your payout in terms of money versus legacy? And the guy that came to mind is David Ortiz. Yep. It's like you look at a guy like David Ortiz. He comes to Boston, does what he does in Boston, is loved by everyone in Boston. Could he have maybe fetched a higher price tag elsewhere? Sure. Yeah. yeah. There's no doubt in my mind. Yeah. There's even moments where the organization thought he was going to walk. Yeah. And the fans as well. But he stayed, and now, because of the fact that he retired in Boston, he will ne- he'll never, I mean, even if he had left, he'll never have to order another drink. He'll, ha- he'll, he'll never have to pay for another drink yeah, or another yeah. meet Boston again. And yeah. he, has that, he has that Boston attachment with him forever, wherever he goes. Right. Now, and to me, again, not a financial expert, but I look at something like that, and I don't I'm know thinking, if you can put a price tag. You can't put a dollar on that. I don't think you that. can. You are you are set and attached to that organization if you, if you choose to be for the yeah. rest of your life. And yeah. I feel like even from a financial perspective, there has to be more there for you, even when you're you're old right. and gray. Yeah. But if you're a guy like Freddie, and again, I'm 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 not going to pick apart his decision here. I'm I'm sure he has his reasons, and his family has their reasons. But you kind of lose out on that now a little bit yeah. because you've spent such a, a, a chunk of your career. It's not like David Ortiz where it's like, well, he yeah. was with the Twins, but nobody nobody cares about that. Freddie sure. Freeman has been with the Braves, and he has right. been there for an extended period of time. Now you kind of transition to maybe, say, in L.A. or wherever he ends up, and you just you don't have that. I mean, you'll always be loved in in. Atlanta, you'll have that forever. Nobody will take mm-hmm. that away from him. But you just don't have that same effect. And so I'm just yeah. wondering what the difference in payout is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it, 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 it's clear that that Freddie's going to a big market. Um, he's going to a bigger market, and it, it's just that's going to be the conversation moving forward. Is 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 he worth the is he worth the price tag forever? Wherever he goes, is he worth the dollar amount? Right, and the second that struggle happens, you've lost that loyal fan base. That loyal fan base is on the other side of the country. If you're in LA, they don't care. Dodgers fans don't care. Produce, that's it. Produce, and we'll love you. But if he has any kind of slump, now the, the now the price tag question comes in. Was he worth it? Was he worth it? I think this conversation is different if they didn't win a ring last year. The fact that they won a ring, I, I it would it would it would take everything in me as Freddie Freeman to not just Say, hey man, just write a check. This is my minimum, and I'm and I'm good. This is my minimum for you guys. My yeah. minimum for other people is different. My minimum for you guys is this number. Yeah, I don't know in, what that number is. 
he's in a very doesn't matter now, but yeah, he's in a he, he was in a very unique situation. It's like if I'm Freddie Freeman and those talks of of a contract progress early on, it's like okay, I'm willing to work with you. But at the same time, it's easy us to look. It's easy for us to look at Freddie and be like, dude, why why didn't you just stay? Yeah. If I'm Freddie on the tail on the back end of this on the on the other side of this lockout, I'm going. I'm looking around, going, "What are we waiting for here?" Right, right. Like, why, why are we even in this position to where yeah. the lockout's over? We're going to sp- the team is going to spring training, and I'm stuck here without a contract. Yeah. If I if I mean to you as much as you say that I do, what am I doing? What What are yeah. we doing here? I think I think both sides. This is going to go down. I think it's going to be written in baseball history as a big mistake uh, for both sides. But the consolation prize in Matt Olson. We'll, we'll kind of cover that up a little bit. This is going to be written down the road of what could have been. What could have been if Freddie stuck around. For his legacy, what could have been. I think the Braves won this scenario. I think they won this situation. Yes, they gave up a lot. But I think I truly feel like they won. You got younger at first base. You arguably got a little better defensively. The potential of putting up the same offensive numbers. Hometown kid, quickly going to gonna earn the... Respect to the fan base. Look, the Bra- Braves fans are, that's a great fan base. A great fan base. Those are true baseball fans. So just, if you're a Braves fan, get over it. Matt Olson will fit the bill. He will. And you're going to love him. Yeah, Because will. you got him at a cheaper rate. Because now you're just still flexible to do other stuff down the road. There's a lot that you're capable of right now. Can I make a proposal? Sure. Can I make a potential edit to your recent statement where you said that the Braves won this situation. Can I make an edit to possibly say that the Braves made the absolute most of the situation that they were in? It's probably facing? better. Yeah, they, they they definitely made the most of it. And I think because you know, like Freddie, we said, if bringing if you, Freddie back definitely checks a lot of boxes. For sure. If you, if you balk even for a moment and you miss out on Olsen, it's like, okay, well, now we're See, screwed. But, well, off air, we talked about how I think it was off air. Maybe it was off air. I don't even know. When he talks about option A versus option B, right? I wouldn't even consider this option B. This is like option A minus. This is a very good scenario that they that they put themselves in. And we talked about how these teams needed to move quickly. Look, as on on the A's side, I don't know if Matt Chapman goes anywhere if he's not dealt this week. Matt Chapman may just be an A opening day, probably up until the deadline. That's that's how this this is working. That's how this off season has operated, you know. So if I was Freddie, because of this shortened off season, I've had less of a chance to maximize my contract offer from somewhere else. I would have taken a short deal with the Braves. I would have bet on myself for a year. But I don't even know if he needs to do that though. There's nothing to prove. Like he doesn't need to bet on himself. I would have. If you want the most money out of the Braves and they're not ready to give it this year. Bet on yourself for one year and just get another bag next year. I mean, sure. I think you're going to see that with some other guys. I can see that with Correa. I mean, Olsen had the better offensive year last year, no? Right. So even with that said, the culmination of what you've done up to this point, not even your career, just the last few seasons. If you're Freddie Freeman, I I don't necessarily know if I want to take that mentality or that approach of feeling like I need to prove myself to the team that I've been with this whole time. Then you have to understand what they're trying to do, and you have to bring your asking price down. I get it. If you really wanted to stay, yeah, you have to bring your asking price down a little bit. I get it. We have to we have to decide. What are you here for? What are are you here for? The Braves' future? Are you here for entirely your bag? As much as you've granted the the ability to be as as you know picky as you'd like and as greedy as you'd like, the guy's just always done it the right way. He's the right guy. I'm never gonna trash Freddie Freeman. I think he's one of the best characters in the game for sure. Um, but I think if you really wanted to stick around, you have to understand how they operate. You know, we're talking to Cunha and Albies and now Matt Olson as another example of them just trying to maximize this window. That's what that does. When you bring the AAV down, maximize that window. We're now talking about six, seven years of dominance for your middle of your lineup now. That's what the Braves have been trying to do. It's evident. That's the way they've been operating. That's the way Anthopolis has been doing his thing. So, like, let's let's just ride that wave if I'm Freddie. Let's just ride that wave. Either way, that's a scary team. That's a scary lineup. It's ridiculous. I was putting stuff together a little bit 
I mean, you, you got Acuna that's, they're talking about how he's never going to be anything else but the leadoff spot for them. So Acuna, Albies, Olsen, Riley, Ozuna, Duvall, Darno, Swanson. I don't even care what happens after that. Drew Waters maybe in center field. I'm not sure. One of their prospects. But that that lineup's ridiculous. Wow. They're going to be they're going to be a problem for a hot minute. Then at this point you just see how your young rotation kind of picks up the the moves and and kind of goes with it and you got Soroka that's, you know, going to do his thing. It's we this team is built for longevity. I'm just surprised that Freddie wouldn't accept less. And I don't know what those numbers are. It's they're holding it pretty tight to the chest, but still. But that's my take on it, man. I, I think I think the Braves have really, like you said, made the best out of it, but I don't even consider this a plan B. This is a this is a plan A point two, you know, an A minus. This is A point two. This is a great a hybrid great deal. Yeah, it's a little hybrid deal. As far as the A's go, um yeah, I don't I don't I don't know what they're doing. I'm very confused. I mean, they still had two years of control. It's it's obvious that they're going into some some new kind of like hybrid re- rebuild. You know, they let they got you know kind of bamboozled with with Bob Melvin. Um, you know, now they're you know they will get into Bassett being shipped out. It's just it was weird because like extended playoff wise, you know, it's extended teams getting in. They were in that conversation last year with basically the same core coming back. So I don't know. Let's uh, let's transition to. Quite honestly, the most confusing move of the whole week thus far. But before we do that, Nate, tell us about our friends over at Big League Chew. Uh, the guys. They're just the guys over there. That's our squad. Former left-handed pitcher, Rob Nelson. If you haven't gotten that episode, get back and get to what it. What a guy. Great guy. Big League Chew started from humble beginnings in the Portland Mavericks bullpen in 1977. For more than 40 years, the iconic pouches packed with shredded, flavorful gum has become the number one shredded gum of athletes everywhere. Big League Chew has sold more than 900 million pouches and is designated as the Hall of Fame bubblegum. Grab some gum and head to Big League Chew's social media channels, at Big League Chew on Twitter, at Big League Chew Gum on Instagram, to show off your Big League bubbles. You can also find any list of retailers or purchase any of their products directly from their website at BigLeagueChew.com. Not to mention, hot off the press. Let me pull this up. I don't want to misspeak here head on over to those social channels apparently big league chew i know they've had cotton candy before but let me just let me just pull this up here if it would work wi-fi in here is whack all right big league chew they said the according to their twitter they said we're so excited to share our new cotton candy easter pouches sold at five below no free ads add some bubblegum fun to your holiday i need I need that cotton candy in my life again. It's been a minute. I'm down. It's been definitely here for it. I might. I might leave after this recording. To be honest with you, the store right down the road. I can go. Gotta get yours. I'm going through. It's terrible. I'm going through Big League Chew at an alarming rate. Like I, I'll have like a pouch they, in a day. Yeah, they gifted I, us quite a bit. So <laughs> I treat a a pouch of Big League Chew as like a as a normal stick of gum. It's like oh, time <laughs> for my afternoon pouch of Big League Chew. <laughs> terrible well it's great but it's terrible need to, mouth is feeling a little dry let me get a half a pouch in there yeah i need to pace myself a little bit nate tell me about uh what is going through the minds of the yankees right now oh so initially initially i i lost it because initially all i saw was josh donaldson coming to the yankees that's your guy um and uh i was very confused it took me some time to kind of talk it out with some friends think about it, listen about stuff. Um, and what I had to do, the, the biggest thing for me is I had to take emotion out of it. So I had to take the emotion of how I felt. I don't, I, I, I haven't been a fan of Josh Donaldson for a while. I haven't hid that at all. As far as his, uh, his playing ability goes, I don't know if you remember, but a few years ago I said he's a walking, if he's healthy, he's a walking 3,100 guy. Um, and and he's I'm pretty that sure up. that year he went yeah. out and, and came that with quite the Braves, close, with the Braves, not. and then he got a nice little contract from the Twins. So that that's what he is. But I had to take the emotion out of it. Um, as far as the beef with Garrett Cole goes, I was over that beef once that you know next series happened, where Garrett Cole just was kind of lights out against him. At that point, it ended for me. Josh Donaldson is what Josh Donaldson is. If he's seemed as kind of a jerk across the league. Okay, whatever. But I did my best to take my emotion out of it. 
as far as Gary Sanchez and Gio Urshela goes, you and I have talked about how frustrated I've been and how many Yankees fans have been with the the dynamic of that lineup, the lack of showing other tools. It's all very one-sided. It's, it's all very it's, – it's a very – boring lineup you knew what you were going to get it's all swing and miss it's all unathletic it's all slow that's what that lineup was okay that's what has changed with this right Gary Sanchez we knew what he was he had to go he was the most frustrating Yankee player I've ever watched I've never been more frustrated with any Yankee ever than I was with Gary Sanchez horrible Gio Urshela look kind of lightning in a bottle situation great move that, uh, you know, Cashman found, got a lot of production out of him, but unhealthy recently. A lot of lower half injuries. Again, slow. But I started looking into stuff. I started looking into numbers. You know, uh, the league average strikeout percentage last year was 23%. Gio was at 25%. Gary was at 27% last year above strikeout percentage. So we talk about a Yankees lineup that needs to strike out less. To replace those two guys... With Donaldson at 21% strikeout percentage and Isaiah Kynrick Falefa at 13%. Put IKF into the lineup last year with the Yankees, who would have been second in hits. Would he not have been first? Was it first? I think it was because DJ was first? the team last year, right? I think I, I think had... I, yeah, that, that's probably right then. Yeah, yeah, he's first. Yeah. So I think he had like 172 hits or something like that. So he's, he's already up there in hits, right? He's got speed, really good defender. Right, we didn't have a shortstop. Gio Urshela was not a shortstop. I don't know why any anyone was thinking that was a that was a band aid because of how bad Glaber was at short. Gio didn't have the overall athleticism nor the 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 health to play shortstop every day. Okay, so we're talking about a lineup that got a little bit quicker, that strikes out a little bit less now, better defensively. Right, as far as the catching position goes, we've talked about this before. I think any offensive production you get out of a catcher is a bonus. But I would say there's probably only maybe seven or eight teams, maybe 10 teams in the league that have a catcher that does both, right? The rest of the catchers, you have to kind of take it with a grain of salt and understand, hey, we just, they just need to be a backstop. You need to be great with the staff. You need to call great games. And that's it. Cut down runners and keep balls in front of you, right? So that's not what we were getting with Gary, okay? Other numbers I put together. I went, I went uh, last year. Oh, an OPS plus of Geo and Gary combined. OPS plus of 195. Donaldson and IKF, OPS plus of 208. When you think about it, okay, well, well, IKF doesn't have any, you know, he doesn't have any pop. He doesn't have any power. How many home runs are we, are we missing? Geo and Gary combined for 37 home runs last year. Donaldson and IKF, 34. Are we losing that much? War. Geo and Gary combined for 1.3 last year. JD and IKF, 6.9. Okay, outside of the emotion, outside of who Donaldson is and how much he talks and the beef with Cole, our ace pitcher didn't want to pitch to Gary Sanchez. Well, he has he has his own issues. If we're being he honest. did, but I mean every ace every ace has their catcher they prefer. Nah, that's I that's known. It, that's known. That's a normal thing. Every every most teams have personal catchers for their for their top guys. So this is known. If Higgy's that guy, fine. We've seen him succeed. You know, offensively by getting part-time playing time behind the dish. So now we're going to see him get more time. And again, anything offensively that comes is going to be a bonus. He's now been in the system long enough to where he's solid at calling games. He understands what the philosophy is with our pitching staff, with our pitching coaches, right? What this does to the rest of the lineup. Glaber can now slide over to second. JD, Voigt, Stanton can all rotate at DH. DJ LeMahieu can play third, can play first can play second creates a lot of flexibility in that lineup without log jams right as far as guys coming up Oswaldo Peraza has been talked about probably breaking camp with the big team this year he's a left side guy shortstop third base okay so if he comes out and has a hot spring now we're talking about more options the way I saw this was this was the last opportunity to move Gary Sanchez this was the last chance and Cashman missed the boat with Clint Frazier, and he missed the boat with Miguel Andujar, and they got nothing for it. So we've now flipped that player, and a player, yeah, we kind of liked in Geo to get more athletic, a little quicker. Found that guy. IKF is a is a is a holding piece until Volpe gets up. 
when Volpe comes up, that's that's going to be the future shortstop. The Yankees' top 15 prospects, three of them are shortstops. Someone's coming up to play shortstop. So IKF, Isaiah Kiner-Falefa can just chill, then do what he needs to do, and add some speed, great defense, and put a lot of bat on balls. You're really making me like IKF more than I did before we hopped on this call. I'm not, at this point, I'm not, I'm okay with that. I like I like that addition. I think that's a solid addition. Are you not concerned with the fact that out of the last, what, six seasons, four of them, Donaldson's played like 50 or so games or less? Does that not concern you at all? Because if you recall, there what, was an episode, what? I can't even, I can't even remember which episode it was, but it was a couple of years back where we... I'm pretty sure we were talking about whether or not Donaldson was was going to be walking away from the game, and here we are years later saying for sure. I don't. I don't think my, my opinion hasn't changed on JD. I think that if he's healthy, he can do JD stuff. The health is definitely a concern, but that's what I'm saying is I'm talking about how Peraza's right there to step in. Right, we're still trying to flip Andujar, so he's going to get some playing time. This to me is the first of two moves. I think they do bring in a first baseman. If they can't land Freddie Freeman, they're going to get Rizzo. That's what I truly feel. That means that DJ can easily slide over to third base at any point. Played plenty of games there last year. That's what he can do. So they have a dollar amount. In my mind, they had a dollar amount they wanted to spend, right? They're going over cap. They're going to pay some taxes, but they had a dollar amount they wanted to spend. They went over by 50 mil by picking up JD, right? They picked up quite a bit for these next two years. So who's your stop gap? Who's the guy that's going to bridge the gap until Volpe comes up? They had their eyes on IKF the whole time, right? There's your stop gap. For what money? 50 over? Were you going to get Trevor Story for 50 mil? Were you going to get Carlos Correa on a short-term deal? Find me another shortstop that's young, athletic, had plenty of hits last year, has speed, that can be that stop gap for that dollar amount. The dollar amount is just associated with JD. That's all it is. Donaldson has that dollar amount. So where were the Yankees going to put that money? Trevor Story is clearly asking for more than that. Correa, probably not looking to do a short-term deal. So the money has to go somewhere. So they had to get creative. And they wanted Isaiah kind of falefa bad. Didn't get him from Texas. But all they right. got their guy just You're for a different dollar amount. You're making it make sense. I'll, I'll give the, you that. I, the, truly, the only way I saw the twins getting rid of Connor Falefa was to include JD and, and unload that payroll. All right, let's, let's pump the brakes. There's only one JD in the Northeast. So let's, let's call him Josh Donaldson because there's only one JD in the Northeast and that's what he goes by. And whatever, we're just going to leave it at that. We're but that's, that's my that. take on it. That's truly my take on it. That's how I feel about what they did. It was a win-win. It was a win-win. The twins, you know, got to get rid of some of that. They get to see what Gio can do. Gary needs to change the scenery. It's clear. I'm not going to lie. Yankees, I saw, I saw Yankees some. Yankees did no favors for him. I, I did see some pictures of him in Twins gear. I, I'm not going to lie. I actually didn't Look hate fine. it. I was yeah, like, yeah, him in, him in, Joe. I was like, ah, yeah. I, I like this. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Uh, let's stay in New York. Let's transition to some Chris, Chris Bassett news. Uh, Chris Bassett now with the Mets just bolstering an already kind of just gross rotation. I mean... I mean, we're talking about DeGrom, Scherzer, Bassett will slide in at that three spot, and then you got Taiwan Walker and potentially Carlos Carrasco as your five. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, that's pretty good, but I'm yeah. still thinking the Mets find a way to go, what, 500? I don't I, I think somehow. I'm, I think I'm done with that narrative. Are you? Is this the year? I think I am. I think this is the end of it. I really do. I think this is the end of it. Um, look, Bassett is good. Bassett is probably a one on a lot of teams out there. He's definitely a two on most teams. I mean, he was a Cy Young candidate last year. Yeah. And now you're talking about hit in the three spot, right? I mean, last year he had a 3.9 war, 3.15 ERA, ERA plus a 130. Year before that, back in 2020, he had a 2.29 ERA. Kid's good. 
kid's real good. I mean, as far as the Mets go, at, at what point are we saying the old Mets are gone? This rotation, the addition of Starling Marte, Mark Canna, Eduardo Escobar. Now we're talking about potentially flipping some people, right? J.D. Davis might be sent somewhere else. There's still rumors that they're in on Freddie Freeman. You know, Pete Alonzo, if they do find a first baseman, Pete Alonzo can go full-time DH. Lindor, full year of being comfortable with Lindor. James McCann behind the plate. Like, there's a lot, a lot of change. This is a brand-new ball club. I mean, there were there were a number of Mets fans clamoring for the extent for for Marcus Stroman to be brought back. Yeah. If you're waking this up is, and Chris and, Bassett and is Bassett your number instead? three, I, I think I think you're okay. Oh, wow! I, I I think I'm I'm. We're talking Buck Showalter running the show now. It's it's new faces. It's a guy that knows how to how to win a, a clubhouse. I think Buck Showalter will have guys running through walls for him. He's cleaning stuff up for sure. No more raccoons or rats. Or fake hitting coaches. Like, There's that's not going to be a raccoon within a 50 mile radius of that place. It's gone with Buck Showalter. Love that. And we're talking about now a rotation that's structured to what Buck is used to. Buck is used to length out of starters. That's what you just got by adding this. I mean, come on. Well, three I days mean, a week, your offense just has to get three runs. Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty good spot to be in. I I do agree with you. I think length. I think he likes length and he's used to that and there's potential for that. But I do feel like Buck, fortunately he's got the experience to, to, to know he, like, this is not his first rodeo. He's been around the block. I'm sure he will know how to handle this properly, but length may become an issue with those front two guys with health and age with DeGrom and Scherzer. I don't you know. May, now. You may have know. to, you may have to tread a little lightly there, at least at first. I don't know. But, but but you're talking about now a lineup that can put up runs for DeGrom. You have a lineup that's going to support them. Right, but what I'm saying is you can't let him go out there and throw eight or nine every night. No, because I don't think he will. I don't think he'll have to. But he won't feel he won't have to feel the pressure of of being that that stopper at the beginning of each week, coming off of three losses because of our offense going cold and our bottom half of the rotation not getting his Ws. Right, there's a lot of pressure that's taken off of his shoulders for that rotation. There's a lot of there's a lot of wisdom that you're going to get out of of Scherzer, right? There's a lot of youth you're going to get out of Bassett. There's a lot of you know comeback player of the year mentality from Carrasco, and then you have Taiwan Walker as your fifth or fourth, however you want to rotate those guys. I mean, there's there's just there's a lot more support. There's a lot more structure to this team. I, I think I think they're they're built for for a deep run, and I know we've said that before. I know everyone in baseball has said that before about the Mets, but I don't think we've seen this before from the Mets. A I'm new manager and in like five free agent signings in an off season. I'm excited Big to see. Ones. I'm excited to see where you place them in our preseason or our uh, 2022 predictions and hot takes episode. I'm uh, excited to see where you where you land them. Uh, speaking of a team that might be in the discussion in our preseason or our season predictions and hot takes episode. The Seattle Mariners. What a splash. Oh, yeah. No pun intended. Wow. Good for good for the Mariners. Yeah. And what did you have to give up for them? Uh from the the only thing I saw was that it was it was uh Brandon Williamson, their their seventh ranked prospect. Everything else was kind of a second round draft pick from twenty nineteen. But I mean, all things considered, Jesse Winker and Eugenio Suarez. You added a lot of pop to that lineup for sure in a ballpark that's fun to hit in. Goodness gracious. Nate, I got a, I got some trivia here for you. You may already know this. You may have already seen it. How many trades has Jerry DePoto made as GM? I heard this. It was like 10 years or something like that, right? It was like 190-something. Uh, well, 120. Trades. It was 121st <laughs> trade that he's made as GM. And that's just yeah. trades. Yeah. Like, we're not talking... We're not talking anything outside of trades. A hundred and twenty. Yeah. This, this is the hundred and twenty-first. That's yeah. Wow, but a good one. Yeah, I know. I know. I mean, it's what this does uh, for a young lineup. Is it, is it allows guys to kind of relax a little bit? That's the first thing I thought of. Was like Kelnick, you know, guys like that, Kyle Lewis, guys like that. You can just like if if you're looking at that 
lineup before you're talking about like maybe three through six somewhere in that range where they they would be you had these two guys immediately at three and four four or five those guys get to slide down a little bit Kelnick gets to find his groove a little bit easier Kyle Lewis gets to come back from an, an injury and and you know kind of take his time through that being in seven eight nine range um you know Julio Rodriguez is like right around the corner <sighs> Ty France coming off a big year like wow I mean it, not to, you forgot Adam Frazier. They just added Adam Frazier before the lockout to play second sure. base. JP Crawford coming off a big year. I mean, say what you want about Suarez, strikes out a lot, but the dude is like, yeah, I think he's top five in home runs in the last three, four years total. Credit to uh, Cespedes Family Barbecue on Twitter. I saw they put out a tweet, I believe it was yesterday, uh, where they said, Eugenio Suarez has had a bizarro 2021. Here's where he ranked in OPS among hitters with at least 60 pl- plate appearances in each month through March and April. He was 213th out of 238. Again, this is an OPS. Mm-hmm. He was 213th out of 238 May 151st out of 241 June 199th out of 250 July 189th out of 228 August 234 out of 262. And then between September and October, he was first out of 266. So if yeah. that can carry over. Yeah. At least we to gotta, get the and, get the ball rolling a little bit there in good right. shape. And you got a guy that can slide back to third base comfortably, right? He doesn't have to play shortstop and and pretend that you know being a shortstop is not easy. A day in day out shortstop is tough. So you have to think that affected the bat a little bit when he had to slide over to short. Um, you're still going to get the strikeouts, but there's not really any other guys in that lineup that that are like you know strike me as like huge strikeout guys. You know what I mean? So if you have one of those guys with the upside of of the pop that he has in a ballpark that's not too different from Cincinnati size-wise, what's to lose here? He gets to start off as, you know, the beginning of his season in, in an indoor situation. They can close the roof and have, you know what I mean? It's just like, I think he's poised to have a good return, a good comeback year. And then Winker coming off a career year, coming off coming off an all-star season, Dude, I just twenty four bombs, seventy one ribbies. He hit three oh five. Not a bad year. I'm I'm nervous. I'm nervous for the Mariners. Don't forget Robbie Ray. They got Robbie Ray a while ago. Just when you thought, oh, what about the rotation? Start thinking about that, dude. Like they have. This is the reason. They're the reason the A's were like, yeah, maybe we should just start shipping guys out, right? The Astros are always a problem. The Angels are, you know, have the potential of being a problem. The Mariners are definitely getting in our way. This is probably a big reason why the A's are just like, eh, I'm good. Because the Mariners are putting together some stuff. I mean, they were talking about on MLB Network today. They said if if the Astros miss out on Correa, there's a path for them to win the division. Not just make the postseason, but to win the division. Yeah. And again, if, if these guys can get the ball rolling, if they can serve as sparks for a team that's already sparked after the way last year ended – if you can at least right. just make it to the deadline and add some pieces, you are in great shape. I agree. And who's to end. say who's to say Correa isn't out of this conversation? Much as I like JP and what he did last year, he's not Carlos Correa. Who's to say? I don't know. But good for the Mariners, dude. Good for the Mariners. As far as the Reds go, they they, they kind of remind me of the A's because, like, based off of last year, they were right there. I mean, the Reds would have been in last year, right? Yeah. They literally would have been in if we had these extended playoffs rules last or, year. No, was was it Cincy or Philly? No, Cincy. Pretty sure, sure Cincy was in. I thought. I Pretty sure they would have been Philly. that sixth team. If they weren't, so, if they weren't, they were like right behind. A half Philly. game back, yeah, maybe. So either way, you're talking about a team that was right there, and by this move alone, Winker and Suarez being shipped out, they cleared forty million dollars of payroll. Cleared another 10 in Wade Miley and another 10 in Sonny Gray. $60 million of payroll just gone for a team that was arguably right there in the conversation. Yeah, they just punted. That's it. Wild. Are the Mariners our new Let's Go Marlins? Let's Go Mariners. I mean, it, it let's go slides. It, it just switch it out a right couple off, letters. We're right it rolls there. right off the tongue. Let's no, dude. I'm, I, I'm a little scared, dude. Like the, the, the AL is just. AL is nasty. Nasty. I, and to be honest with you, I don't know if I want to jump on the Mariners bandwagon because I feel like with the way things ended up last year, I, I feel like that's going to be everybody's 
sweetheart yeah. team this year. Yeah. I'm going to find um, a new team to be a sweetheart about. Yeah. But the the Mariners, wow. Good for you. Good, good for you. Good for the Mariners. Uh, Carlos Rodon, it literally happened, which we didn't have a chance to address that. Literally happened. Well, no, we did address that on air because yeah. it happened as we were recording. But your pick of Clayton Kershaw happened. It was like two hours late. I don't even think it was two hours, dude. Really? I was, I'm pretty sure I was in the middle of recording or uh, in the middle of editing, and I got the notification. So we we were right. We were right there, man. I mean, just nailed it. Yeah, total gut pick. Um, but kind of already addressed the the Rodon situation. Two years, forty four mil. Yeah, um, it's a it's a great addition for them. And props to him for not going with fifty five for a whole Timmy Lincecum. I, I saw that that <laughs> that made headlines. So yeah. tip of the cap to, yeah. to Rodon. But that rotation, I mean, you know, they they brought in uh, Descalfani. Yeah, they brought Alex Wood back. Logan Webb had a crazy postseason. Like he looks like the real deal. They had to replace Gosman, though. I mean, that was a big thing. That's what I mentioned yep. last episode. You know, missing that piece and, and letting him go is you had to find something to to plug that up. So, have you heard anything about their plan? Because they they declined Cueto's option, right? Cueto's looking for a home. So, yeah. have you heard anything about? I I honestly haven't heard much out there, but uh, for Cueto, yeah, how their plan? Uh, well, not, hear- not not for Cueto, but their plan uh, in terms of their rotation, their plan to to fill that void a little bit. I don't know. I I get the sense that the Giants just need to get a little younger. Yeah. That's kind of what I've felt over the last few years anyway. So just let's it's time to just get a little younger. Let some arms come in and see what you can do in this in this division up until the trade deadline and see what's out there. But Cueto, I I keep hearing rumors for the Twins for Cueto. Yeah, I saw it too. Yeah, um, I I feel like the Twins are just like, "Oh, there's a there's an old guy. Let's who, who's, yeah, I, who's Same been thing good. with the Twins, dude. Same thing with the Twins. Like they're it seems like they're kind of like, "We'll just pick up old guys for cheap and see if we can sneak into the postseason." Because we gave all of our money to Byron Buxton, who's going to play 65 games this year. Just to get swept out first round. <laughs> yeah. Cuz that's what we do. That's what they do. It's it's an odd scenario over there. Really odd. Doesn't make any sense. Uh, for the sake of time, we'll keep cruising right along here because uh, we still got to address this Fernando Tatis thing. We, I think at this point we're not going to be able to make it to all of these transactions. But uh, Clayton Kershaw, um, he, he said it. I didn't even realize he had said this, but I think it was the other day where I saw his quote uh, where he said, once I got healthy, it was no secret. It was I was either going to go play in Texas or stay here, meaning L.A. Yeah, I, Everyone knew that's what it yeah. came down to, but the fact that for he sure. said it was surprising. I didn't. I didn't realize he had uh, gotten to that point publicly, at least. Yeah, uh, makes he's sense. Com- he's coming back on a one-year, seventeen million dollars contract with an additional five million its incentives. Uh, is it safe to say that he's just going to piece this together like year by year for the remainder Probably. of his career with the Dodgers? If, yeah, if if that's how it plays out. Probably, I could see that. I could definitely see that. Um, you have to. I mean, you have to look at the Rangers and say, are they really ready? Probably not. I mean, they're definitely going to get an uptick in wins, but I don't think they're going to all of a sudden be winning the West. Um, so Clayton just have to decide, like, what a, what should I do? Should I just stick around? Knowing that the Dodgers will get somebody. They will keep adding. They will always give me a chance to win a ring this year. Why not? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if he wants to go to Texas just to get waxed by Seattle all year. I mean, <laughs> Yeah. No, nah, I'm just kidding. I don't, I'm not guaranteeing that's how it'll play out. But right. face, you got to face Mike Trout. A ton of times, get to face yeah. you know Alex Bregman, guys like that are just like I don't want to see, <laughs> I don't want to see them over and over again. You already know the West. You know you've probably come up with some type of idea to how to pitch to your division this late in your career. Stick around, try to get another ring because the Rangers yeah. aren't getting it. I want to, I want to keep pitching against the overhyped Padres and the potentially fluky Giants. That's yeah, that's that's how I want this to play out. Yeah. Go get a legitimate ring, a, a real true ring that no wow. one can question. Wow. I thought we were well past this. I thought we were on record as saying a ring's a ring. All 29 I, teams had a chance said, to win that ring. I or said all 30. no one can talk about it. That's what I said. I said get a legitimate ring that no one can question. That's fair. I didn't say I'm one of those people that question it. I'm just all, saying it is questioned. All other 29 had a fair and equal chance to do it. Um, Nelson Cruz. Look, I'm just going to say, I am I said it in the group chat with our fantasy league, I am very much looking forward to heading downtown 
maybe 10 to 15 times this year just to watch this dude mash baseballs. I won't even, maybe I won't even stay for the game. Maybe I'll just show up for BP and go stand out in the, the parking lot behind left field. Maybe I'll just do that. That's true. Dude hits nukes. Doesn't make sense to me, but it makes zero sense coming to the nationals on a, on a one year, $50 million deal <laughs> with an that. option, a mutual option for 2023. So this dude is, is going to play until he's 60. You're going to come teach Juan Soto some tricks and some new stuff just to make him even better. Speaking of which, oh, yeah, I, 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 don't see I, why. I saw this thing with Soto. Let me find it. Um, where is it? Oh yeah. Nelson Cruz signed with the Mets as a free agent on February 17th, 1998. October of that year, Juan Soto was born. <laughs> so it's safe to say Nelson Cruz is 72 years old. Nelson Cruz Still is 86 news. years old, and he's going to put up 40 and 100 this year. Yeah. That's, that's that's all it really comes down to. Yeah, this move doesn't really make sense, uh, but it happened. and hopefully I, I would have guessed like San Diego or something like that, like an NL team Maybe. that is exciting. That, yeah. Uh, that's what I would guess, but I don't know. Nah, I don't know. Uh, Andrew McCutcheon's going to the Brewers. Uh, any thoughts on that? I mean, Brew Crew is adding some bats. They're adding they're adding some bats to support that lineup a little bit. You know, Kutch is not what he used to be, but you know the fact that they added Hunter Renfro and you know they're they're doing stuff to try to change their dynamic a little bit. So which we respect it. Which reminds me, we got to stop with the and we're probably guilty of it too. But you you take a guy like McCutcheon, and not not to necessarily take away any of their career accomplishments, but we got to stop using them to craft headlines. Like I saw yesterday, where it was like five time All Star Andrew McCutcheon to the Brewers. It's like, yeah, no, Andrew not, McCutcheon is going to, to the Brewers. Five time All Star, yeah, Andrew McCutcheon is not going to the Brewers. Yeah, that Cutch isn't going there, and that's okay. I still like Cutch. It is okay. I think he's I, he's still a good ball player. Some veteran presence. I mean, it's there's some stuff they're doing. That I, I credit the Brewers for trying to move in a new direction. Uh, Adam Adovino, the Mets uh, shorn up some of that back end bullpen. Uh, one year, four million dollar deal with up to a mil in performance bonuses. Uh, I think we all know how it panned out last year for him. He left that dump in the Bronx and came in and and made made a splash in Boston for a year, and then said, "I consider gonna- that a splash." Well, he had his moments in Boston last year. I know that much. But then I think it all went downhill after he... You didn't like him the last two or three weeks of the season. I said he had his moments, okay? (laughs) He had his moments. No, but it did... No, to your credit, he... there. Yes, there was moments where I was like, this is not the guy I want in this situation. And that happened multiple times, and it it cost them multiple times. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think it all went downhill for him last year when he... Didn't he like cuss out Shohei or something on like his birthday or something? I don't, it was a wild yeah. scene, wild yeah. scene. But uh, I mean, not a bad pickup if you're the Mets. Like, why not? No, not let's bad. Go, I mean, let's go out and, and get Adam Adovino. And yeah, not a bad pickup if you're the Mets. If if you're out of Vino, it's like, hey, I get to join in on a on a pitching staff that has a crazy rotation that I won't be pitching every day. You know, the last couple places, the Red Sox and the Yankees, he was pitching a lot. He's having a lot of appearances. You saw him fizzle out towards the end of the year. Now he's in a better rotation. Not in the rotation, but you get what I'm saying. He's he's following up good arms in that rotation. Do it get him out of the eight nine role. Like he can't be in the eight yeah, eight nine no. innings. Six seven tops. Pitching twice uh, a week. Brad Hand, one year deal, uh six mil with the Phillies. Didn't have didn't have a, a great yeah, year no. last year. But no. uh maybe he'll find find a home in Philly. Who knows? I don't know. Seems like a little bit of an overpay. Yeah, I mean Two million more than Adovino. I mean, not that Adovino is the god of relievers, but but I would have taken Adovino over Brad Hand. Yeah, honestly. Um, Josh Harrison, one million or one year, four million dollar deal with the White Sox. I like that. I mean, you you have a hole at second base. I was big on Josh Harrison last year, partially because he was on my fantasy team. Great but year last year. Because of that, I was able to follow him a little more closely. And yeah, I'm the guy yeah. can ball out for sure. I like it. Yeah, can play multiple positions too. So I mean, why you could have had. You could have had what Madrigal there, right? But but that was a terrible. <laughs> that'll go down as one of the worst trades. Yeah, I think we botched that situation. If we're yeah. if we're being honest, um, got a couple of others here. Jake Diekman, two year, eight million dollar deal with the Sox. I like that. From what I'm reading, maybe you know, maybe you know a little more about Diekman. I don't know. I haven't followed up too much on him, but apparently, 
that's been labeled as a steal, a bit of a steal. I don't know. Weird, weird, just weird lefty, you know? Yeah, just so weird. Why guy. not? But I'd like to see how that one plays out. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's a couple others here, but for the most part, that kind of rounds out the the more note, noteworthy. I don't think we missed anybody. Hopefully, we didn't miss anybody. Hopefully, nobody signs or gets traded in the minutes after this recording and <laughs> I'm editing and we get a yeah. breaking news situation. I'm uh, sure. But last thing I want to talk about here is the Fernando Tatis wrist situation. Uh, like, come on, dude. At what point do we just? I don't. I don't know. I, if I'm a Padres fan, I'm a little frustrated at this point. It's like, first yeah. of all, what what's up with the motorcycle or with the bikes or whatever whatever he's doing, motorcycle, whatever. And second of all, when are we going to get this 300 mil shortstop that right. we've been promised? Yeah, I mean we've seen we've seen flashes in the pan, sure, maybe a more extended flash in the pan, but we haven't seen it consistently the way you would hope that a yeah. multi-year, multi-million-dollar shortstop would be. Yeah, your cornerstone, you're building your franchise around this I mean, guy. We're just not seeing it, and now he's yeah. pretend, he he's potentially going to be out till the middle of June. Should he take the surgery and use the allotted uh, recovery time? I mean. That's not good did for the he, Padres. It's not good for the, baseball. Did he do the shoulder surgery? I can't. I can't remember. Uh, I thought he opted out of that. Yeah, surgery. I believe he opted out. Yeah, do both right now. Might as well do both. Might as well do both because you're out anyway. So I, I'd, I'd be frustrated too. I'd be frustrated with this whole situation and floating around in the outfield last year. This has just been weird. It's been weird and disappointing, and he's missed a lot of games. A lot of games. So like, let's let's just settle down a little bit uh i think bob melvin came out with a quote like a couple hours ago basically said he's tatis is done with motorcycles those days are gone so it's surprising it took this long to get to that point but here we yeah. are yeah it's just, just relax dude we just, you realize how important you are in between the lines and, and just relax craziness uh well again for the sake of time i'm gonna close it there before we officially close it let's uh close the book got some little closing notes here uh mlb may keep the ghost runner i thought that we had decided that that wasn't coming back why are we changing our minds the, the runner will change thing? committee dude it's just it's just committee they're gonna they're finding new ways they have to balance out and believe it or not that that home run derby thing in the all-star game that is a test to Which, see by how the way, well I'm, it's I'm, accepted. I'm, I'm all, all for it. I'm all for that. I could not be more for it, dude. It sounds <laughs> so tight. I'm so pumped for that, especially in a game that doesn't matter. Like, no, whatsoever. I'm so hyped for that. Like that, that makes me really want to go to another one. I mean, look, the competition is there, as as we very well know. Like, you can't fake hitting a 100 mile an hour fastball. Like, you either can or you can't. It's yeah. not like the NBA where you can just literally do whatever you want or the end yeah. of the pro bowl where you do literally wherever, whatever you want. It's two hand touch now. No, honestly, but, <laughs> but like with baseball, the competition's there. So you're getting that aspect, but you're losing, yeah. you're losing any real significant flash. Yeah. Yeah. Some, you, some glamour. That's not, that's not there. So why not? Yeah. I'm all, for, I'm all for it. I um, am too. I mean, wh why not? Why not do that after 12 innings? Why not? You're talking about like regular season baseball. Why not? Wow. Just regular season. Don't do it in the postseason. We talked about this. The NHL does I their shootouts during the regular season, and they don't do they do normal hockey straight overtimes in in the postseason. So it's. Do you hear what you're saying? You would you would only do that during the postseason if you're going to do it. Do you know how how no how electric that, that would be? That's only regular the, season. That's the point. Let's let's only spice it up season. a little bit, Nate. If we're gonna do home run derby during the season, do it during the postseason. No, no. only regular. You can't mess with postseason numbers and and stuff like that. It no. needs to be done in the regular season and only after a certain amount of innings. I'll give I'll give you twelve innings to try and score. In fact, I'd I, rather have that than a man on second base. Best believe it. True. I say scrap the whole thing. Let's just have one hundred sixty-two home run derbies. <laughs> if we're gonna get weird let's get weird um couple more items here the pete alonzo car accident scary stuff there hard yeah. to believe that he came out of that with didn't even look like a scratch i don't i, I mean i saw the video that his wife took i haven't I, seen the car i haven't seen it i yet. believe I, I 
I wasn't doubting him, but I was like, man, did the car really flip three times? After I saw yeah. the video, that car definitely flipped three times. There's no doubt in my mind. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure she was riding in the car behind him or something, I thought I heard. I don't know. I, I don't know, but scary stuff. Glad he's okay. Just take a little take a little trick from Jeter and hire a driver. You're in New York. Stop driving. Well, he's he's in Florida. That's fine, but I'm just saying when you're in New <laughs> when York, he gets to like New this York, whole year, yes, dri- just don't yes, drive. Hire hire driver, yes. Yeah, but apparently he he got like t boned or something, so not not uh, necessarily on on him for that. But all that to say, scary stuff. And then I think the last thing here is I saw Cody Bellinger gave some guy an autograph on his arm. Yeah, and the guy got it tattooed. That's wild stuff. Different. Who uh who would you if you got an autograph whose arm or whose autograph would you tattoo on your arm if you got it? Current guy, if anybody, I'll say all time. Minus Jeter, we all know Jeter's the answer. Let's go outside of Jeter. I don't. I feel like Babe Ruth's autograph is like it's like monumental in many ways. You know. Yes. Yes. If I had Babe Ruth's autograph on my arm, maybe I'd, that. Mickey I'd, Mantle's autograph is real pretty. That is. That's a clean. Yeah. That's a clean one. Yeah, those are solid. Yeah. Ted Williams got another clean autograph. That's a good too. one. Yeah. That's a clean one. Uh, I like no, the number actually, below too when they when they include the, the little number sign, the little inscription. Number, that's like that's that. nice. Yeah. Uh, actually, the last thing I have here for us before we get out of here, I discovered the other day. If, if in case you want to feel old, Coors Field is the third oldest field in the National League, <laughs> behind Wrigley and uh, I'm blanking on the second one. What's the second one? Probably the National Philly. League. No, 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 no. It's it's going to be so obvious. Now I gotta look this up. Wow, Dodger Stadium. Oh yeah, it has to be Dodger Stadium. Yes, Dodgers. But how crazy is that? Yeah, Coors Field. That's the way it goes, man. Coors Field, unbelievable. All right, well, uh, that about do it for me. <sighs> Good week, fun week. If you're a football guy, my Broncos are coming for you next year, and uh, your boy's now working, which feels good. Oh, no. <laughs> so yeah, it's a good week. Weird week, but good. That's it. Don't go chasing curveballs. Did you say seat? Seat <laughs> <laughs> Geek is the answer to all your ticket needs. The episode. Are Everyone's you looking gone. for tickets? Do you have plans with friends or family to make it to an upcoming game or concert? Or are you even looking months ahead to nail down, nail down a date to get tickets before they sell out? With SeatGeek, you can, you can find tickets to games, concert shows, and even theater performances with just a few easy clicks. We're making it even better for you if you're a first-time user of SeatGeek. Next time you add some tickets to your cart, use our promo code the three zero take pod. That's the number three, the number zero take pod at checkout to save $20 instantly off your first purchase as a first time user. That's all you got to do to save some of that. It's cold. It's hard and it's cash. Enter promo code, the, the number three, the number zero take pod at checkout. We love y'all. And as always looking forward to talking more baseball with you guys soon until next time, stay filthy.